0: But the Megacon Ball of X panel was incredible. There was so much that happened, and we're going to break it down right now. Shout out to the Powers of X Men podcast. Like Amelia, Power of X-Men, we're with i x Do you love Power of X-Men a lot? Power Man. I? I do Welcome to die. I just got back from MegaCon and to drive three hours from Orlando. Three and a half, maybe four hours, because I stopped at Papa John's along the way. And I brought it back to my place here in Miami. And Guys, I got to tell you, the Fall of X panel at MegaCon, I keep saying DragonCon or WonderCon. So if I mess it up in this episode, I apologize. But the MegaCon Fall of X panel was incredible. There was so much that happened, and we're going to break it down right now. So, you know, the energy in the room was really, really great. I've never been to MegaCon before so I wasn't expecting something really big or large and I was like blown away by just like the entire con. It's huge. I I'm going back and forth in my opinion if it's bigger than San Diego, but it's pretty big. It's definitely bigger than New York Comic Con. It's definitely bigger than WonderCon. It was definitely bigger than AwesomeCon and 90s Con for sure. Some of the other cons we've been to, this 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 last year, but you know, specifically, there was such a huge X-Men presence here with this panel. I mean, X. this is a huge event that's happening to the Mutants this fall. And they chose to discuss it here at, at WonderCon or there at WonderCon in the state of Florida. So we were there. The panel started at 3 o'clock. And Jordan D. White, who is the X-Men senior editor, we've had him on the podcast before. Shout out to Jordan D. White. He did not get a chance to talk to him because... He was busy every time I saw him. So many people were coming up to him. But Benjamin Percy was there, who we did snag some content with over on our Instagram page. Jerry Dugan was also there, and we grabbed some content with him as well. And Joshua Kassara, who was incredible, had a long line, couldn't get to him either. But my friend David... Uh, won the x-men trivia of where uh, cyclops's orphanage was it was in nebraska and he got a joshua Kassara, um print of cyclops that he illustrated and that's up on the instagram but there was a lot revealed at the fall of x panel and i was kind of wondering like oh what are they going to say here you know what are we going to get and we actually got a lot of stuff so comic book day which i believe it was dugan who said it's already shipping it's out from the printer it's starting to ship to retailers so watch out for spoilers on twitter but it's going to flash forward to the night of the hellfire gala and the hellfire gala is sort of this conduit for what's going to happen with fall of x so considering this is the image for fall of X. I'm, I'm sort of worried about the Hellfire Gala. Is it going to be like a red wedding situation over at Game of Thrones? You know what I mean? We, you know, this is obviously a homage right here. This art right here is a homage to Fall of the Mutants, which was a big crossover, big X-Men event that happened in the 80s. So not really good things are going to happen at the Hellfire Gala. And from there, we're going to get a series of books called Fall of X. And I believe that kicks off in August. So the Hellfire Gala has traditionally been in June. I'm guessing the Hellfire Gala is probably gonna happen around July to let Sins of Sinister come to an end. Then we're gonna go to the Hellfire Gala and then we're gonna go into Fallbacks. And the titles we are getting are X-Men, Astonishing Iceman, Wolverine, Children of the Vault, Invincible Iron Man, Dark X-Men, Uncanny Avengers, Realm of X, X X-Men Red, Alpha Flight, X-Force, Uncanny Spider-Man, and Immortal X-Men. All fun, interesting titles. I saw someone online say, oh, maybe this is an April Fool's prank. Actually, I actually saw a couple of people saying maybe it's an April Fool's prank. Uh, no indication that this is an April Fool's prank. The They talked about these titles verbatim at the panel. So, you know, we can dive into it. I think X-Men is going to be the core X-Men team. Maybe Dugan's going to be writing it. And we know that. Dugan has a lot more stories here coming up in his X Men title. So I don't think there's any reason to believe that anyone but Dugan is going to be writing that. Astonishing Iceman, Luciano Vejico, I think he's going to tackle it. He did the Iceman series over on X Men Unlimited, X Men Unlimited Plus, Marvel Unlimited. Where did X Men Unlimited Plus come from? But it's definitely going to, I think Luciano is going to be writing or writing and drawing that. Children of the Vault, I think we're going to pick up that thread with Children of the Vault and everything that happened with Wolverine and Sink. Dark X-Men, I'm pretty excited for because last time we saw Dark X-Men was Nate Gray's return. So we had two Dark X-Men titles, one, the Dark X-Men from Dark Reign, which was a team led by Namor and Emma Frost, and then Dark X-Men, which is where Nate Gray came back and it was a mystique led team with Mimic on it as well. So I I think we're going to see some anti-heroes there. uh, And I'm pretty excited for that. Uncanny Avengers, they also talked about that. And they said, uh, look at that for Captain Krakoa. You know, his his jawline looks like Cyclops, or it doesn't look like Cyclops. So who is Captain Krakoa is going to be a mystery. Who knows when they're going to announce it, uh, who it is, but... Apparently, right now, it's being marketed as a mystery. He did mention, and he being Jerry Dugan, mentioned that it's really interesting when the Unity Squad was initially created back with Rick Remender and John Cassidy, that it was supposed to help men, human, mutant relations with the public. Because mutant relations was at an all-time low at that point, right? It was following AVX after Cyclops as Dark Phoenix had decimated the, the planet. So he said that was a very interesting point, and I think both teams had hoped that they would have moved past that uh, by this point. So I think whatever happens with Fall of X is, is obviously tying in to, into the Unity squad and its reemergence. You know, we have some familiar faces there, um, such as Rogue and Captain America, obviously. I have to tell you, the art... For this was my favorite that was revealed at the at the panel you know but we also have some new faces in psylocke and penance but we have it, actually now that i'm looking at this this is very much a x-men or mutant heavy team we have captain america rogue which were on the original quicksilver deadpool deadpool was also on the original psylocke and penance that's, that's a recipe for a lot to go down Invincible Iron Man. Dugan is going to be writing that. And he told me, I don't know if this was in any of the content I had filmed, but we are not getting the wedding of Tony Stark and Emma Frost. That's exactly what they are not doing. It's all about Iron Man trying to protect his technology, how Emma Frost plays a role in that. I think we're going to see, but we're not going to get a fabulous wedding between Tony Stark and Emma Frost, which I was like, I was hoping for that. But I mean, it's, going to tie in to Fall of X in a significant way. So, I'm thinking maybe we're positioning Emma as sort of a leader coming coming into Fall of X or the Hellfire Gala. Maybe Tony Stark is going to be an honoree at the Hellfire Gala. I would love it if he was an honoree at the at the Hellfire Gala and he just happens to be there when shit goes down. You know, maybe something happens with his technology at the Hellfire Gala. The Hellfire Galas these last few years, I mean, we had them terraforming Mars, and then we had them in this last one, the Secrets of Resurrection getting out to the Daily Bugle or the Medium. So we, we this is going to be big. It's going to be huge. But next one we have is Realm of X. And I wonder if this is going to be a tiny Howard book, the successor to Excalibur and Knights of X. Let's see. I think it's going to deal with other world if I had to put my finger on it. X-Men Red, I mean, I don't see any reason why it's going to change trajectory. I think it's going to be Storm-focused and her being Soul Region and everything that's going on with her in that book, which is, you know, Al Ewing is doing a great job. X-Force, Benjamin Percy did say that there was a lot going to come to fruition with Beast and Wolverine. I kind of teased him about why is Beast the worst man, And, you know, he talked about how Beast is a morally gray character who's trying to service the greater good. I think that argument works for Emma Frost very well. I don't know if it works for Beast, but that's fine. I The thing about Beast is that I think Beast is a bit more self-serving. There was someone in the Q&A section of this panel who said, you know, I'm such a big Beast fan. Not a fan of him, how he's been ridden currently. Is there a way after Fall of X that we can get sort of Hank McCoy redeemed a bit? And I thought that was was really interesting. Percy also said, take a look at Colossus. He looks more militant here. We know he is a traitor. And following Fall of X, he's going to lean into (laughs) some more aggressive personality traits. So look at him right there uncanny spider-man your guess is as good as mine i have you know i i pride myself in getting some tea here and there on on you know what's coming down the pipeline in the marvel universe it's always x-men specific but you know and of course i've gotten some tea on the hellfire gala and the fall fall of x but i won't share it here because we're not going to give spoilers here but i gotta tell you of all the tea i've gotten uncanny spider-man not part of it so i'm curious what they're going to do with uncanny spider-man I wonder if what happened with Dark Web and everything that we had in that crossover is sort of gonna carry over into Uncanny Spider-Man. I did say years ago when Spider Spider-Man, when Firestar, and I said years, when actually last year, when Firestar you know, won the election, we had Firestar, we had Iceman, and we had Spider-Man. This seemed like good positioning for those three characters and for them having like sort of a spotlight here. So I wonder if what happens in Fall of X, we're going to have Iceman, who we know is on the table with Astonishing Iceman, kind of come in and 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 team up with Spider-Man as well as Firestar, since she's a member of the X-Men. I No word on the vote. No word on the vote. In, in fact, it's so funny. They didn't mention anything about the vote. So I wonder, you know, we talked about this last year. Does... Is it the person who got elected that gets swapped out, or do we get a whole new team? And last year we found out we got a whole new team. Will Firestar stay on the team? Will Firestar? Does it matter if Firestar stays on the X Men team? Does she get to like Kiki with Spider Man? We'll see. But if we're getting Uncanny Spider Man, I'm guessing we're probably gonna get Iceman and Firestar there, assuming they're not directly affected. What happens with what happens during the Hellfire Gala? And then we have Immortal X-Men as well. And, you know, I think Immortal X-Men, it's every 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 issue has focused on a member of a council member. I wonder if post-Fall of X is still going to continue with that sort of setup. And, you know, there's something I really want to point out about Immortal X-Men is that the issue that focused on Destiny, we saw her seeing new futures. And she saw a new Krakoa, the fall of Krakoa. So I'm really excited to see what could happen here. She saw a Nimrod extinction-level event. Nimrod extinction-level event. So, you know, we, we know a lot of stuff is bombolating with Orcas and and everything that's going on there. Our, w- w- what's going to happen? So I definitely think whatever's going to happen, fall of Axe, it may, may be more of a symbolic title, but I think what's going to happen is that we're going to get a new Krakoa out of this. And maybe this is going to be the dystopian future that Bishop comes from. Maybe Nimrod is going to reign free and he's going to go after not just the mutants on Krakoa, but the entire world. And Nimrod is going to be the big bad uh, 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 of Fall of Axe. Let's see. All right. In terms of Hellfire Gala looks, we got Captain Kate's look, which it looks fun. You know, it's very pirate She's corset, kind of like a lace, you know, back skirt and like knee-high boots and her hair's curly. It looks like she's wearing a top hat, very moonlon Rouge. It's how I kind of would describe this look. It looks good. We've got a lot of reveals for Kate in this panel and how she's going to be looking in the future. The next one was Exodus as the mutant pope, and he has a very messianic outfit here. It looks great. I love it. I love the colors. I love the white, purple, and gold. Namor Cosplay messaged me saying he loved it. And of course he did, because he looks very regal in it. And that's how I would describe this look. Very regal, very Jared Leto at the Met Gala, if you will. So then we got the cover for X-Men 25. And it's Kate right there as Shadowcat. And her hair short. She's phasing through. She's got her 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 swords there. I think we're going back to Ninja Kate when she was training under Wolverine. We're getting that vibe again. I mean, listen, this is next level. Um, she is boarding a hood. She has a cow. I mean, she looks like she's going through, through it. And if there's something we know about Kitty is that she always cuts her hair when she's going through things, right? When she became headmaster, when she was with Wolverine training with him. Kitty loves an opportunity to get a haircut. And I'm really curious to see where we're going to land with this. Again, it looks like, and I think Jordan D. White said this in the 60th anniversary panel, that Kate's going to play a major role in the, in the fall. And... I'm I'm here for it. You know, I think there's one thing about the character. She has been groomed to sort of take a center stage here. They've put in a lot of editorial time and placement for the character. I want to see what they're going to do with her. Again, you know, we're getting something like the fall of X. She's right there. She's passed out right there. So just because she's laying there there like that doesn't necessarily mean she's going to be off the table. I think this image right here behind us is a bit more symbolic. If I had to if I if if I have to tell you my feels on it, I think it's largely a symbolic image. You know, we have Krakoan Cyclops, we have Jean, we have Wolverine, we have Nightcrawler, we have Storm, we have Beast, we have Colossus, we have Omega Red. We have them all passed out. We have Captain Kate right there. We have Cable. We have Strong Guy. We have Gambit. We have... Who else do we have here? We have Havoc. We have Psylocke. We have Destiny. We have what appears to be Madeline Pryor. I guess that is Madeline Pryor. On the on the floor, we have Exodus. We have Sync. We have Hope. They're all sort of passed out there. We have Xavier, who is like knelt down with his head bowed. So... Whatever happens, it's going to be something that Xavier, you probably can't see it there, but Xavier feels guilty about. But yeah, so it's looking like this is going to be the next chapter of the Krakoan age. Jordan D. White was like, hey, man, it's been three years. The X-Men have had, mutants have had a good run. Yeah, there have been things here and there, but they haven't really gone through anything like this. So they're gonna they're gonna bring the carnage here. Let there be carnage. It wouldn't this be cool if it was like a maximum carnage event, but at the Hellfire Gala. Again, I think something's gonna happen in the Hellfire Gala. I wonder if it's gonna homage all of the mutants. Are we gonna see, you know, like cameras rolling and, you know, all of the X-Men, you know, are off the table or all of the mutants are off the table and it's going to be like blasted to everyone, you know, across the globe. What kind of ramifications are going to happen here? Again, I'm thinking it's going to be like a big battle. I don't want to say it's going to be like Battle of New York, big like Battle of Krakoa. But, you know, I think I'm I'm curious if we're going to get something. Allah like a red wedding situation. Are the five gonna be okay? Because here's the thing, and this is something I have talked about in the past. Editorially, the five were created to to sort of stop the the endless cycle of death in the X-Men comics. I've talked about this endlessly. So once again, we're we're faced with this image called like Fall of X, and the Hellfire Gala is gonna be a conduit to to this new era. I are the are the five gonna officially be off the table. Is a question I'm going to ask, you know, is so if I'm going to be off the table and now if an X-Men or mutant dies, it, it keeps saying X-Men, but I mean mutant If mutant dies. Is it? are there some serious consequences? Because again, you see something like this, you're like, who cares? You just have resurrection. So all of these characters could die. And in a matter of days, they'll be resurrected. So the only thing I can think of is that the five are going to be off the table and death is going to be a serious threat. I feel death has been a serious threat in every X-Men event, even since resurrection has been introduced. I know retrospectively, Ten of Swords, it doesn't matter because it kind of brought everyone back in some way, shape, or form. But as the story was unfolding, they, if you died in other world, you're dead for good. Your your resurrection protocols are scrambled in the real world, you know, whatever, magic of comics. But I I, I would wager they have to put the stakes up high if you're going to throw up an image like this. Or maybe it's just a misunderstanding. Maybe the world is going to believe the mutants are dead, but they're actually going to be resurrected within seconds and they're existing in their own pocket universe. They've been very cagey about what we can expect from Fall of X. So let's see. Again, everything I'm sort of inferring here is that something major happens at the Hellfire Gala, which, you know, they said the Hellfire Gala streams into Fall of X. So something big happens in the Hellfire Gala. And then we're going to get this new era like Dawn of X, Reign of X, Fall of X of of the X-Men. So. I'd be curious to see what happens. Again, I wonder if it's a situation where the whole world's going to think the mutants are dead, but they're actually alive in their own little pocket universe here, or something's going to happen to the five and now the X-Men or the mutants are like, holy shit, we've built our entire society around resurrection. These five, they're no longer here. It's sort of my guess on how things should sort of unfold here. But listen, we got X-Men, we got Astonishing Iceman. I'm dying to see what Astonishing Iceman is going to be about Let's let, let let let's see them really do something fun with that character. Because Iceman is a character who is like a fan favorite and can be a lot of fun. So let's see how things unfold with him there. All right, Familia, that's it. That's our breakdown of the Fall of X panel at Megacon. It was great. I'm going to drop my thoughts on Megacon once the con's over. I just got in. I really wanted to do this episode. I wanted to break everything down It was a really wonderful room. There was a lot of fun. There was trivia. Everyone was really engaged. I'll tell you, the Wolverine and Ghost Rider cover, when that was revealed, it was revealed at like How to Break Into Comics panel earlier in the day, but it was already put in here as well. Everyone went woo and started clapping. So let's stay tuned. We're going to find out more about Fall of X in the coming weeks. The Jordan D. White said that we would. So I'm guessing Free Comic Book Day, that's when we're going to find out about everything. And we are going to cover it here on Power of X-Men. We are so excited. I think this is so much fun. Regardless of what happens, the lead up to this has been so much fun and so much speculating. I was listening to Rob Liefeld's podcast on my drive over here, and he was talking about the Savage Lands arc from the 70s the summer of 78 how you picked up an issue and you didn't know what was going to happen next you didn't have the internet you didn't have the information being spread at cons like how it is today and i will say that even though we do know Fallout x is coming they've been doing a good job at keeping it coy and cagey so let's see where they end up with that oh that's magic sword right there but anyways from me Leah, follow us at power of x-men on instagram right here on youtube i hate the word follow but you know what i mean like click that subscribe button hit us up on instagram we're really only on instagram youtube and podcast platforms i've wanted to do twitter i just can't get into twitter but hit us up there and thank you